Good afternoon and welcome to the Jason Rancho on AM 770 KTTH streaming on the KTTH smartphone app. If you've got $10, you might be able to poison an entire school with fentanyl. Think about what that means when a bad guy has it. That is what's trending. What's trending? The drug crisis. You can buy fentanyl in the Puget Sound region on the streets of Seattle. For as little as 40 cents a pill. You do not need a whole lot of money to purchase enough fentanyl to poison, for example, an entire elementary school. Now, why am I using that as an example? Well, for those of you who maybe missed the news this week, maybe you didn't hear the show each day. We are dealing with a rise in toddlers and kids gaining access to fentanyl. We've had deaths this week. And I need you to let that sink in about how easy it is to get a hold of this drug. When we're talking about 40 cents a pill, what does that indicate? Let's look at supply and demand. You have a whole bunch of demand and a whole bunch of supply. Now, when that evens out, when you have or lot gets lopsided, that's when the price goes up. But we certainly know there's a high demand. And it would appear that the folks who are manufacturing and getting the drug into this state, mostly coming from the drug cartels in Mexico, they see how many people are addicted and they're just sending products. Loads of products. And it's being spread. And unfortunately, it's getting in the hands of children. Now, Snohomish County, their medical examiner's office just came out warning people about a new batch of fentanyl pills that look like candy. We're not talking about the rainbow fentanyl. In fact, the rainbow fentanyl is not as strong as this new candy-like pill form. It looks like candy. And it will attract kids who might believe it is candy. We're still trying to figure out if maybe this is the pill or the kind of fentanyl that was involved in some of the recent deaths or overdoses of kids. Now, the Tulalip Police Department put out a release after they found these new pills in the area. A spokesperson said these fentanyl pills are located in the community in solid blue pill form. We feel as if the community needs to be aware of this potential danger of fentanyl and how these rainbow fentanyl pills are being manufactured to target young people. Now, again, when they're talking about rainbow, in this case, we're not talking about the previous rainbow fentanyl. This is new and is apparently deadlier, stronger. And to be clear, it's not just in Snohomish County or King County or Pierce County or just Washington State. This is happening across the Pacific Northwest. It's happening in Oregon. It's happening in Portland, where here's one officer, David Baer, speaking with KGW Television, just wondering what's going to happen next, because he never thought it would be this cheap. In Portland, it's at 80 cents. We thought, you know, there's no way it can get cheaper than a dollar, obviously with, you know, market demands and all that. The economies of the drug market, um, he said 80 cents, and we even confirmed that because I'm like, there's no way he just said 80 cents. 80 cents. That is insane. 
but it only gets there because we allowed it to get to this point. Folks decided over and over and over again to put into positions of power radicals on the left who adopted a harm reduction strategy when it comes to drugs. Harm reduction is when folks on the left, this is how they'll define it, we make it so that we reduce the harm associated with illicit substance abuse so that we can keep people alive long enough in order to get them the treatment that they so desperately need. Except, in practice, it is nothing more than legalization and state-sanctioned or city-sanctioned drug abuse. Because they do not focus on the treatment. They never talk about treatment. They talk about putting funds into drug paraphernalia. Here's some safe smoking kits to utilize. Here's a clean needle to shoot up. Here's a booty bumping kit. There to it is. Freak everyone out. That's what they're focused on. And it should be terrifying to you, but it should also be a wake up call. The reason why we have the crisis that we have is precisely because we have adopted at a state level, a county level, and a city level, depending on the city you're in, harm reduction as a strategy. In Oregon, they flat out legalized it with a vote. They call it decriminalization. Don't fall for that, it's legalization. And then here in Washington state for two and a half years, it was legalized and boom, lots more people died. And we're going to continue to go down this path and momentum will continue to build on behalf of the drug cartels. More addicts will die. And unfortunately, more kids will be exposed to these pills. You will be exposed to the pill or you'll be exposed to the fentanyl smoke. But I'm told with great authority from the UW medicine researchers that it's okay. Secondhand fentanyl smoke that you get, uh, end up getting uh, exposed to or meth smoke. You end up getting exposed. All good. Don't worry. Stop complaining. Shut up. You'll be fine. None of us can simply just say we expect better in our communities whether we're talking about Seattle or Tulalip or Portland, that we expect better. But we shouldn't expect better, not until we make better decisions as it relates to voting. Not until we're truly up to speed with why the crisis is what it is. Who's behind it? What's behind it? Why are they doing this? Let's find out what else is trending. What's trending? Crime. A 20-year-old was booked into Thurston County Jail for first-degree assault, for drive-by shooting, for unlawful possession of a machine gun. Ooh. Still, by the way, not an AR-15. Just throwing that out there. Of course, all of those are felonies. Those are felony counts. Snohomish County Sheriff's Office says that this guy apparently shot at a car in some road rage incident, and then he fled. Deputies, detectives within the Snohomish County, uh, I think I said Thurston, it's Snohomish County. They use surveillance footage to identify the vehicle that the guy was driving. They ended up being able to track him down and ultimately they arrested him. Now, the sheriff's office said the suspect, while he was in jail, called a family member and ordered them to go to his apartment to immediately collect two items. Now, Snohomish County Sheriff's Office said, quote, presumably the two firearms that were recovered by detectives during the search, by the search warrant service, is what he was referencing. 
Now, the prosecutors in Snohomish County, they said, okay, this guy is clearly a threat, clearly a danger based on these allegations against him. Look at the surveillance footage. They apparently caught the shooting. We want $300,000 bail. And they did not get it. They got nowhere close. A Snohomish County judge whose name we are still trying to track down set bail at just $25,000. Now, with bail, you only have to post 10%, which is exactly what he did. Don't know if it was him or family member, but it was posted on his behalf. And he was released from jail after only 30 hours. That's it. A guy who allegedly had a machine gun. And it was really an altered, it looked like an altered handgun, but it, it functions the same way. This is a guy who allegedly used a firearm because he was upset on the road. This is a guy, a judge said, eh, I'll go easy on this one. I mean, I'll still give some bail so I can escape the wrath of Jason Rance and others. But we'll go really low. You got 10% of $25,000, right? Yeah, okay, good. I'll be gone with you. Don't get into any more trouble, young 20-year-old. This is a result of criminal justice reforms of decisions to, quote-unquote, dismantle systems of oppression. They believe the criminal justice system is a system of oppression. That's what the radical left believes. They told us they wanted to dismantle. They told us that. And that's precisely what they did. Some of it was done in legislative form, other in policies or initiatives or strategies, whatever it is. They very clearly, very clearly went too far. And no one is reeling them in except we have some really strong sheriffs who have been calling this out. And they're working in concert with one another. When I originally said Thurston County is because that's who shared this Facebook post where I found out about this from the Snohomish County Sheriff's Office. I don't know if this is part of some official sort of partnership or if it's just shared interests. Turns out, shockingly, law enforcement doesn't like it when people they think to be very, very dangerous are released back on the streets. And we've seen more and more and more of this kind of public shaming. They don't go quite as far as I'd like them to in naming the judges. It's sometimes hard to figure all this out. But we will get the name of this judge, and I want to make sure that you're all aware of who he or she is. They need to be held to account. We elect judges. Judges who do this, who go easy on criminals, do not deserve to be reelected. Candidates who say as a judge they'll be progressive do not agree, do not deserve to be on the bench. If they want to go ahead and redo the criminal justice system, go somewhere else. Start your own little autonomous zone. It's been tried before. Maybe try it again. Do it somewhere a little bit farther away from me. It's got to be some space around Silverdale or something. Go there. Create your little commune. Actually, let's send them to Bainbridge Island. Stay over there. Or McNeil, if we're looking for something else to do with McNeil. As Democrats want to release all these sex offenders, send them there.
Let him figure stuff out there. Not a good idea? You don't like that idea? I think it's a decent idea. You don't seem all that enthused. You uh, you delayed your response. Yeah, I, well. Yeah, you didn't see. No, you didn't seem. Don't say, yo, I was deliberating. I was. It was such a deep idea. I was thinking about it. Don't do it. Just say you don't like it. I don't like it. Well, you belong there, too. So why don't you go there with all the judges? How about that? Okay. Oh, that you immediately agree to. But when I say, is my idea good? Oh, we've got to wait. But when it comes to going over to McNeil Island, you're like, oh, I'm in. I like a field trip. Oh, my God. You're staying there. It's not a field trip. It's a permanent move. You're settling oh. there. It's a settlement. And you're going to be there with all the other degenerates who want to completely redefine what criminal justice is. I'm sure it'll work out great. And you know what? You can just look at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Sure, sure as hell went well there. Unbelievable. Thank you to Adam Fortney, Sheriff Fortney. Thank you to Derek Sanders, Ed Troyer, and so many others who are stepping up and pointing this out, shining a spotlight on all of this madness. Let's find out what else is trending. What's trending? Woke madness. The NFL announced last year its first and only transgender cheerleader, Justine Lindsay, dancing with the Carolina Panthers. They're, they're, uh, cheerleading squad do you say dancing or cheer because they don't really cheer anymore it's just dancing i I think either term is fine they are the uh the top cats that's the name of their squad okay that's a a decent name i'll I'll give them credit justine raised some eyebrows with a quote she gave to what was this what magazine was l l magazine i should know that i'm a subscriber i get it every single month and it's br- it's brilliant. They really take deep dives into feminist issues, but also give me enough about eyeliner to keep me interested. It's always good. Oh, she said this. I want to change the narrative for my trans sisters and brothers. Just to let them know that if you have a goal, go for it. Turn that dream into a reality. Be an NFL cheerleader or a doctor or a nurse. Or whatever you set your mind to. Okay. Doctor, nurse, cheerleader. Whatever you set your mind to. Oh, my God. People were pointing out, those are two noble professions. And regardless of your transgender identity, pushing that aside, not really on the same level. A cheerleader, not really on the same level as... as Doctor and nurse. And if I'm being honest, I don't really follow nurses on the same level as doctors, but you're not supposed to say that because then they get mad. They're like, we're the heart and soul of the hospital. Yeah, we got it. You come back at me when you can offer me a prescription for onodestron so I stop puking all day. We're doing that again? No, I actually felt great today. Yesterday I felt a little nauseous. Today I felt fine. But my doctor did say, you can get onodestron. I'm like, I know. I already have that. I was just making sure there's nothing wrong with me. He's like, yeah, you're fine. Shut up. Go away. Lindsay goes on to say, I'm setting things up for the younger generation. No one is going to stop this show. I was thinking about this, sort of the reaction to it, which has been nothing. I don't even remember if there was initial reaction when this was announced. I, I Oddly enough, people are more upset, it seems, or annoyed with the quote <laughs> than a transgender uh, squad member. Number one, I don't think anyone realizes it. This happens to be someone, at least from afar, would be passable as a biological woman. Yeah. Not when the bald head, no. 
that that was not a good look. But with the I'm assuming is a wig, you kind of looks like a biological female because I have to assume that football players or football fans probably not enthusiastic about this sort of begrudgingly accepted the men who were part of the cheerleading squad, the other biological men, but who present as biological men. Yeah. And we're supposed to be all like, oh, that's inclusive. And we were like, yeah, okay, no, seriously. I know how we're supposed Is this the only way to keep cheerleading? I'm surprised cheerleaders still exist as a profession in any sport. It feels like you're not supposed to do that anymore because we're supposed to pretend that men who like aggressive sports don't like pretty women who are dancing in scantily clad outfits. We're, we're supposed to pretend that's the case because I don't know why. Equity or, or some nonsense. I'm just surprised this is still a thing. Now, Justine did say to Elle magazine that there was some backlash, initially at least. I remember reading a comment. Somebody was saying, are they going to put her in a dress? Are they going to put her in pants? The organization put her on the team because if not, she was going to sue them. It really made me want to say or like clap back. But then I was like, you know what? I can't do it because at the end of the day, I have teammates who can be affected by what I say. Write that down. Clap back. That's what the kids say. And I'm going to throw that in at some point to a, a future show. Here's a fellow cheer squad member that said people just don't understand Lindsay. There's a lot of people that if it doesn't fit into a box, they have a hard time understanding it. Doesn't matter what it is. It's not just in the situation of Justine. It's a lot of things. I think just as an NFL cheer team, we don't fit in the box. Yeah, okay. I know you think that that sounds clever and deep and whatnot. It doesn't fit in a box. I don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what this issue is. People are very well aware of what this about, what, what this is about. It's a transgender person who's on a female cheer squad with other uh, men who are not transgender. Okay, yeah, it's not a, the box is not that big or small. I, I got it, man. I, what do you want? People just don't understand if it doesn't fit neatly into a box. I don't even know uh, what I, that means. And is anybody really breaking down the demographics of a, the Carolina Panthers cheer squad? No one could tell. Yeah. If you could tell, this would be an issue. You only know because we're being told. But when it comes to being at the game, or frankly, even when it's on TV, you can barely tell what any of them look like. You can see body shape. Yeah. That's the next thing that's going to happen, the body positivity movement. We're going to get someone who's overweight to do some of the dancing. There's already, maybe not in the NFL level, but there's plenty of that. Yeah, no, I know. And I will say this. I am rather impressed because I get winded going up a flight of stairs, and they're dancing all over the place. They weigh three times what I do. Well, she'll she'll be here. The Carolina Panthers are in Seattle on Sunday. So if you're watching. That's why I'm going to cheer on Justine. Okay. I'll be the one. There's only going to be one person in the crowd. Like, yo, Justine, you're empowering me to be my true, authentic self. That will that'll be me. Well, I encourage anybody who's watching, go into the game. See if you can actually even find her out, point her out. Within well, the... I can now because I know. I mean, she might not be on the travel squad, but. Oh, because of transphobia? Well, and there's your angle. There, uh, sounds Is like a, that why? Sounds because, like an exclusive for you next week. Oh, I guess it just doesn't fit into a box. This whole idea of a transgender dancer traveling with the team <laughs> might be a little bit too close to the players, and they feel uncomfortable. How do they do? They get their own charter, or they're on stuck in Southwest. Have, I would have to. Well, take Spirit. They're over not to flying Seattle. with the team. I know that. Well, that's just that one makes sense. Yeah, uh, obvious reasons. 
I wonder if they forced them to go on coach. That's right? a good. That's a good question. I don't. I don't know. There's enough of them where you would think that you can charter. Well, not from South Carolina or North Carolina. Yeah, seems like they wouldn't get their own charter. I mean, but to be I don't clear, I don't fact. care. I'm just curious. I, I, I could care less if they were on a chartered flight or forced to take Southwest. I mean, part of me wants them to take Southwest just to put them in their place. So they have to pick their seats. Well, because and... they're, you know, like, I'm going through life. I'm so pretty. And my square box doesn't like that. I can't fit, fit that in and figure it all out. Why is it that you get special privileges? Because you're pretty. Why don't you go take Spirit or Frontier? Let's really show them. I've never seen an attractive person on a Frontier Airlines flight. Yeah, well, also note that he takes Frontier. Just uh, that that yeah. that was the that was the no, joke. I, I, yeah, I yeah. wanted to make it sure. I wanted to make sure everyone understood that. So I, I led them to water with the joke, and then you just kind of I drowned their it head yeah. in it. Yeah, and I and now they're barely breathing, but they are breathing. So everything will. But be that's okay. kind of the experience your listeners sign up for. So that's true, especially on a Friday. One eight hundred four six five eight seven seven. If you want to send me a text on this hour of the Jason Rancho, brought to you by American Water Damage Restoration. When we come back, uh oh, Senator Bob Menendez is in trouble again. Democrat indicted. For all the people who say like, Donald Trump, well, look at all that evidence against. No, no, no. Look at all the evidence against Bob Menendez. We're going to get into that when we come back on the Jason Rancho. Jason Rancho, thank you so much for tuning in. Senator Bob Menendez is in trouble. Democrat from New Jersey. He's been indicted before. He actually defeated that indictment. Don't think he's going to be able to do that this time. Unless, I guess, the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York... Damian Williams is just making everything up, including doctoring a bunch of photos, including, well, lots of cash and gold bars, which I'm not even sure what you would do with if you're trying to hide the fact that you're being bribed, which is what the evidence suggests. Now, I said this in the tease, like, you know, we heard Democrats say, look at all this evidence against Donald Trump. And you're like, oh, I don't. He sent out a tweet. OK. This is what it looks like to have a whole lot of evidence pointing directly at you as Menendez is accused of taking bribes to help the Egyptian government. His wife, Nadine, played a key role in this, according to the U.S. attorney. The government seized over $500,000 in cash, over a dozen gold bars, which, by the way, that seizure happened in June of last year. And yet, no leak. Weird. All the Trump stuff gets leaked like the second it happens, and like a CNN crew is there waiting. But in this case, wow, they just kept a tight lid. Now, in one of the issues here, happened back in May of 2018, Bob Menendez allegedly met with a businessman and fellow defendant, Wael or Wael Hanna. Now, on that same day, he allegedly asked the State Department for highly sensitive but not classified details about who served at the U.S. Embassy in Cairo. The next day, he allegedly texted this information to Nadine, his wife, who forwarded it to Hannah, 
who then forwarded it to a, quote, Egyptian government official. Here is U.S. Attorney Damian Williams. The indictment alleges that Hana, Uribe, and Davies provided bribes in the form of cash, gold, home mortgage payments, a low-show or a no-show job for Nadine Menendez, a Mercedes-Benz, well, and other things of value to the senator and his wife. Now, constituent service is part of any legislator's job. Senator Menendez is no different. And as we explain in the indictment, there are things that Senator Menendez says he can do for his constituents and things that he says he cannot do for his constituents. Well, now, don't you feel ripped off that you didn't get a, a Benz? Some gold bars? I mean, that in reverse, like, I'd like you to do this. Here is a gold bar that you'll never be able to cash in. I, see, I Honestly, I don't understand that one. I would have been like, I don't need the gold bar. Why don't you just give me some cash? Cash is harder to, to trace. What am I supposed to do with this gold bar? Someone's going to notice when I walk into some pawn shop and be like, I've got all this gold. What's it worth? You send it into one of those uh, advertisers, the gold group or whatever it is, and then they send you back cash. Someone's going to notice. Is this going to the Senate building for Menendez? For his eyes only? Now, Williams says Menendez ended up sharing government secrets with Egyptian officials. We also allege that Senator Menendez improperly pressured a senior official at the U.S. Department of Agriculture to protect a lucrative monopoly that the government of Egypt had awarded to Hana. Oh, who hasn't done that? A lucrative monopoly that Hana then used to fund certain bribe payments. Now, the Washington Post said, because I, I, this part I did find, I, I'm weirdly fascinated with the gold bar part. I know everyone is looking at that like, ooh, look at the photos. I'm just like, what was he going to do with it? It's just a paperweight at that point. But the Washington Post said the gold bars are certainly the most provocative part of the indictment. It describes not only how the bars were traced back to the man or the men allegedly bribing Menendez, but Menendez doing Internet searches on multiple occasions asking how valuable those quantities of gold were. <laughs> Always use incognito mode. Always. Well, yeah, he's just going to get a bunch of Instagram ads for gold bars now. <laughs> he seems like a threads guy. I'm <laughs> now, like I said, it's not the first time he was indicted. This happened to him before on, on a different issue. That one was, I believe, about funding and how he was using certain funds. I seem to recall a prostitute involved on in a private plane. I don't remember because uh, it's Robert Menendez. He's New Jersey. In New Jersey, it's kind of like a badge of honor to be accused of this kind of thing, right? It's like, oh, look, it just, you know, he's like a garbage guy, a garbage man who also is hiding bodies. I can see mop. that. Yeah, that's I New Jersey. That. So politically, I'm not entirely sure I know what this means. It, it's certainly, d- depending on how he reacts, this could be a big positive for the Republicans because this dude is up for re-election. And as of right now, he is given no indication, none whatsoever, that he is going to step down from his position as senator. Now, he has stepped down, you heard it at the top of the hour with Fox News, as the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. That makes sense. We expected that to happen. But he's not indicating he's going to resign despite calls, including from the governor, Phil Murphy of New Jersey, for him to resign, which, of course, would be the honorable thing to do. But he is a Democrat, so he's not going to do the honorable thing. 
what he'll do is fight, play victim. He's playing victim right now. This is overzealous, blah, 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 blah. And the fact of the matter is this could potentially open a seat for the Republicans. If he's the guy who runs for reelection and he's the nominee, that's one way in a pretty blue state to pull an upset victory and then prove to New Jerseyans that, hey, I can do this job as a Republican and you're better off for it. So part of me wants him to stay, the selfish political part of me. Now, the moral upstanding part of me doesn't exist. But if it did, it would want him to immediately step down because it's kind of a scummy thing to do. Now, is it possible that he's innocent? No, but I will pretend Hmm. it is, in fact, possible that he's innocent because everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But that's not stopping Dean Phillips, a congressman Democrat who was on CNN today to say he was disgusted by this and he should step down. I'm appalled. Uh, anybody who pays attention, I don't care if you're politics, Democrat or Republican, you should be appalled. Uh, a member of Congress who appears to have broken the law uh, is someone who I believe should resign. I think George Santos should have resigned already. I've got to bring uh, in a Republican. Sadly, our House ethics uh, process, and I would argue the Senate as well, is not as proficient as it needs to be. So we have to rely on the judicial system. But I'm really disappointed. Okay. He's quoted as saying, Menendez, the excesses of these prosecutors is apparent. They wrote these charges as they wanted. The facts are not as presented. Prosecutors did that the last time, and look what a trial demonstrates. People should remember that before accept, people should remember that before accepting the prosecutor's version. And then he went on to say, the gold bars were in fact just paperweights, and I found them in a trash bin. We go dumpster diving from time to time. Again, trash, New Jersey, all kind of mixed in together. And that's what we found. I made that part up, but I think that's a viable excuse. The statement kind of read like a like a political apology mad lib. It's not an apology. Or defense, he's, whatever. He's defiant. He's being defiant because that's his only game here, right? I mean, he, he can either say, my bad, give me another chance. I'm not stepping down. I like my gold, but I don't even have it anymore, so take pity upon me. Or you be defiant. They're coming after me. And one of those will be true. Donald Trump is being defiant in the face of these indictments, which are significantly less serious than this, no matter what some Democrats will tell you. Dude was apparently giving secrets to Egypt. That's not what, what Donald Trump is being accused of, sharing details like that. That's obscene. It's absolutely obscene. It's traitorous if it's true. So we'll find out. Meanwhile, speaking of New Jersey, Chris Christie is back in the news because he's always in the news. It's kind of hard to get around him. And he's running for president, but no one wants to vote for him. And all he does on TV and on Twitter is yell at Donald Trump and say he's a coward for not wanting to debate and how he's so much better than Donald Trump, blah, 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 without actually telling us what it is he stands for. I I get it. You stand against Donald Trump. Got it. You're branded on that pretty well. Could you tell me what you stand for? He doesn't really want to do that, at least not with substance, and certainly doesn't want to do that consistently. And now he's got the backing of Andrew Yang, the guy you forgot existed but then came back. You're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that guy, sort of. He's given his support to Chris Christie. 
Yang, who a few months ago announced on, I think it was on Twitter at the time, that he gave money to Chris Christie's campaign because he wanted to get him to qualify for that previous debate. And he's attended uh, most recently a fundraiser for Chris Christie just a couple days ago in New York, one that brought in about $100,000 in campaign cash, which actually doesn't sound all that impressive when talking about a presidential election. But, you know, it's more than I brought in for my presidential campaign. Is it really? Yeah. Not by much. Fox Business says Christie remains far behind former President Donald Trump in national polls, along with the other candidates vying to be the nominee. After raising $6 million from Wall Street donors, real estate execs, and supporters like Yang all in, Christie is expected to qualify for the second debate sponsored by Fox Business on September 27th, also known as the day that's getting in the way of my media appearances for my book, What's Killing America. Wednesday's fundraiser was sponsored by Anthony Scaramucci, because that's a guy you definitely trust with large sums of money. He's a hedge fund executive. He was the one-time communications chief. I think he lasted all of 17 minutes, and then he got fired. And now, of course, he's railing against Donald Trump. We got it. You're just like Chris Christie. Used to be a big fan, used to help. Wanted him to not just become president, but stay president, only to then say, yeah, I've changed my mind. I don't like the guy anymore. Mostly as a means to save your own brand and history as it relates to how media is going to cover you in the future. And, you know, whenever you have another big project coming up and all the projects for Chris Christie are big. 1-800-465-8770. Why do you keep giving me that look? Well, yeah, I think. Oh, oh, okay. You, you've done that a, a couple okay. of times. Okay, you think I'm making a fat joke? You, you kind of are. I did, but no, like, I in, wasn't. Not I, indirectly, so you. I are. did not think that. That was not my fault. I did not intend to say. Wait, that. What did you mean when you said you couldn't get around something? About He's him? just everywhere. It's hard to miss him. Yeah, you, you did it again. Wait, wait. If you're on TV all the time, it's hard to miss people like that. I don't understand what you're talking about. But. You wouldn't make that statement about yourself. It's hard to no. get around you. No, I wouldn't say that because it's not. I'm not on every single network. Chris Christie is. He's everywhere. He's fat. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean that. Because when we come back, we're going to talk about the CDC map that came out telling us the states that have the most obese people. And I'm actually shocked by at least one of the states or is, maybe two of the states. Is I'm, it New Jersey? I'm I'm not taking a stance yet. I'm not telling you what it is. But I will say I am legitimately shocked by at least two of the states. We're going to get into that when we come back on The Jason Rancho. Welcome back to The Jason Ranch Show. Let me remind you about the KTTH Freedom Series as my obesity story loads. It's uh, lots of gigabytes to load on this browser here i'm not making it up it's a large file what do you want from me ktth freedom series october 24th at the historic everett theater it's called saving washington state which i think speaks for itself we're going to be talking about the issues that are really 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 hitting us across the state no matter where it is you live you are being impacted by so many issues like homelessness and drug addiction, crime, education. But how can we actually win these battles? How can we win 
these upcoming races? You'll find out at this event. Now, the tickets that are on sale right now so far exclusively are VIP. Technically, we already sold out, and so I told them to release a few more tickets because I want to meet a lot of you, and it's much easier when we can do it in a smaller group versus when everyone bum rushes Brian Suits and I. It's usually me. Brian's on the corner, but I I feel bad, and so I bring him in. I'm like, oh, you can take the selfie with us, and they're like, well, I didn't really want him. I'm like, no, it's Brian and I or nothing at all, and then – once Brian leaves, I go, okay, now let's do the real selfies, just to make him feel better. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. I'm kidding, sort of, for that one time where they did that to me. I don't really want Jason in the photo. I wanted Brian. Uh, you can buy tickets right now at KTTH.com. $75 gets you a personalized autographed copy of my book, What's Killing America. You get a private meet and greet with the other VIP members. Again, we're going to keep it relatively small so that we all get some time to hang out and chat and awkwardly talk about how amazing my hair is, and you're going to try to touch it, and everyone's going to make that joke, and I'm going to say, no, no, you know, and I'll play along until I get annoyed. You want him to make the joke. I really did. The 17th time, that's when I'm like, okay, let's end this now. I'm going to go backstage. You've all scared me away. Uh, But you also get to pick the uh, first batch of seats, so you get to choose where it is you want to sit. Next week, Tuesday, we go on sale. We have two different tickets for $7. One is $7.70. And that's just your normal ticket. You can show up. You can pick out your seat and enjoy a show. And then we have another ticket. I can't remember the price, but it's including a signed copy of the book. It's not personalized because you can't personalize everyone. But you'll get a copy of my book, What's Killing America, uh, in addition to your ticket. And then uh, I, I do hope that you enjoy it. Okay. My fat story loaded. Comes to us from Fox News and the CDC. They were looking at the obesity rate among just residents, and I'm pretty sure they were mostly looking, at least for for this one, they're looking at adults. I'm sure they also have a teenager version of this or a young people version, but this is just about adults. And the obesity rate among states are higher than they were before with at least one in five adults creeping into that obesity range. Now, we're talking about all obesity, right? So we're not talking about, you know, obese versus morbidly obese. We're just anyone above how they judge obesity. And is it going to be perfect? No, because there are going to be instances in which someone, you know, they're relying on BMI for the most part. And so that could obviously change the data a little bit. But the CDC just published its map for 2022, and it gave the obesity rates – For the 50 states, including the District of Columbia and those three U.S. territories that we always forget are U.S. territories. The three states with the highest obesity prevalence. Any guesses? You've got 50 plus D.C. I'm telling you it's not a territory because you couldn't name one anyway. So of the 51 places, I'm giving you one guess to get one of the three. Um, And I'll give you a hint. Okay. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Is it here? No, the other mirror. What What do you mean the other mirror? For you. Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Okay. Oklahoma's on the list. Louisiana and West Virginia. I am a little, I'm not shocked at Louisiana because I think that's always there. That's always been on the list. They're just, everyone's fat there. In fact, I think that's the only it's way you food can stay. State. Yeah, they've got amazing food with the crawfish that look scary to eat, but once you eat them, 
you don't feel as bad for tearing off their ugly They're faces. They're so good. They're so good. Uh, Oklahoma and West Virginia shocked me a little bit. They had a 40% or higher rate for their population. And on the one hand, I, you know, I don't know if it's stereotypical, but I always assume that they just don't eat very well there, that there's a lot of fast food that's, that's available. That's extremely true. But also, I kind of assume that other states would have higher rates because COVID and people in blue states were stuck at home more so than Oklahoma, which did not pretty, they pretty much didn't do anything. We seemed. had like a three month pandemic, basically. Yeah. So I would assume that just walking about, but I guess you guys don't walk there. You're just in pickup trucks. Yeah, well, it's mostly greasy fast food, but I figured maybe like all the meth heads would cancel that out because they're all really skinny. Yeah, no, it didn't. They don't. You don't got to step it up. I got. You got to become a blue state if you really want that problem. They say 19 states had obesity rates between 35 percent and 40 percent, and 22 states range from 30 to 35 percent. And the story has all those photos of just random fat people, but you can't see their faces, which I feel like is especially demeaning if you end up seeing yourself in one of those photos. You know, a stock image fat person, but not just stock images. You know how on like local news, this will get picked up locally and we'll find out where Washington state is. But they're always going to have like the B-roll of people just walking in downtown Seattle, but you only see it from the neck down or from the chest down. And it's just a lot of big bellies. And they just kind of wait, depending on where it is you're filming and maybe the time of day, you know, you're kind of just camped out there and someone's going to inevitably come up to you and say, hey, what are you guys doing here? What are you guys filming? Fatties. Like, what are you? <laughs> I would lie because that would be mean i would be, be a like, fun assignment as a cameraman no it would be find, awful find the fattest people you can that's and just fill mean. Them walking no that's mean Good. and i wouldn't want to be judged as the person who is doing it they say our updated map sends a clear message that additional support for obesity prevention and treatment is an urgent priority that's dr karen hacker from the cdc's chronic disease prevention and health promotion team so it sounds like you're failing at that some of this is just I do think it is an, an offshoot of COVID or a consequence of COVID. The, the, the whole COVID-15 or in many cases COVID-40, like that doesn't just go away. It's It takes some time to get that kind of weight off unless you're with EastsideWeightLossClinic.com, a wonderful sponsor, because I just hit my 30-pound mark. And like that just came off in three weeks. I mean, it's absolutely insane how well this program is working. But for other people who aren't doing it, well, actually, you could do it on the app wherever it is you are. So even if you're listening to me Why right now in Oklahoma, like I'm I'm just I'm looking in a general direction. I don't have anyone else to look at who fits into the category. So I'm just, you know, it's hard for me. It's not very nice. What is there? Is there like a um, there has to be like a really high end Oklahoma restaurant? Like, do you have one? Because you know how there's always, like, this one chef who goes into the middle of nowhere or where you just don't expect them, and they're, like, a five-star Michelin chef. Yeah, there's a nice steak. Kevin Duran actually owns a really nice steakhouse in Oklahoma City. I would kill to go to a steakhouse in a state like Oklahoma. It's good stuff. It's good like, stuff. Like, that's, that's probably where you want to get a good steak. Oh, now I'm hungry. 1-800-465-8770 for your text messages. 1-800-465-8770. You're listening to... The Jason Ranch Show.